Hey, it's About Town Deb and Yvonne Murphy, my sassy soul sister. Hey, Welcome back. friend. Miss you so I much. I know. I miss you. I'm kind of a little like intrigued. What are we talking about? We are intrigued because I've decided that the theme should be something along the lines of once upon a time. Right. So, And then we're going to fill in that blank. So stay tuned. We'll be back. Near the silver mines There's a kind-hearted woman She's looking so fine Always taking care of her community Bringing folks together Is her cup of tea She's out on the road And all over the web With a big smiling heart It's about town, Deb Hey guys, welcome to City Talk. I am Debbie McCarthy, your host. I'm so happy, as you heard in the preview Yvonne Murphy, my sassy soul sister Is in the house i need to see you more often you're amazing did i not tell you i texted you i know so this woman has been on me texting me giving me encouragement through my recovery i'm so grateful so in return she gets to write his chocolate (laughs) i I get chocolate she's so sweet i had to give her something sweet yes i love chocolate um but no it's been um a process i've been talking about the recovery and i'm on the tail end i think i have like another less than a week you got your glow back i think i'm getting my glow back yes and i I'm I'm able to eat a little bit more. And um, I also have learned through this process and you guys out there listening, I didn't realize how um, when you have to, when you are on a restricted, when you are on a restricted diet or an alcohol free diet or whichever diet, we all assume like when we're not on that, we just eat anything and we don't care. And we don't think about the people around us. Right that are gluten-free. Well, I'm actually dairy-free, but I don't usually pay attention. And that's so far. That's why I had a tummy ache forever, but I'm done with that. I'm going to, yes. I'm going to listen to my body now. Listen to your body. But, um, we just came off a wine weekend in El Dorado County. Okay. So tell us about it. What it's happened? pretty cool. We had 15 of us and we stayed in, um, Somerset Fair Play. It's called the hideaway. It's this beautiful, like 6,000 square foot house Lovely. with a pool and a jacuzzi and a wraparound port and Fantastic. wraparound porch and like fire pits. It was just incredible. Um, beautiful kitchen. And we were lucky to have, um, one of our guests happened to be a chef. Lovely. So, um, we didn't want him, but he kept offering to help. So thank you, chef Anthony. Um, and it was just really nice. We had such a good group and our ages, it was really cool. It was between, I want to say like 27 and 84. Fantastic. How cool is that? That's couples, singles, I mean, a variety. Pretty cool. And everybody, it was so cool. Um, Barbara, who I want to say 84 or somewhere in there, her spirit, I was like, I want to be you. Like she walked and she hiked with us and she, we played, um, games, games against humanity, which could be a little bit, you know, risque. Whoa. And Uh she just joined right in and we were all like embarrassed. What what is she going to say? But we forget that an 80 year old used to be 24 years old, right? We forget that they were young ones and they have a life and they still have fire in the belly. She had lots of fire in the belly. So we really enjoyed her. Um, But with all that said, I had asked the guest, you know, what are, what foods, you know, what should we be aware of bringing and not bringing? So um, gluten and lactose were our two. And there were four of us, well, three of us who were not drinking for the weekend. So I thought, you know, if you're going part of it's a whole day of wine tasting, right? I, I want them to feel included. Right. So I, you know, Instagram and different things I've been looking and I found this and I'm probably going to pronounce it wrong. So apologize. Aplos, 
Eplos. It's Greek and it is a non um, alcohol and it's a um, it is hemp infused, which doesn't have any of the other stuff that people yeah. get freaked out. But it's very calming and there's like dandelion. Well, it's infused with hemp. Um, so I and it's basil and all these cool things. Yeah. And they're um, adapt. Am I saying adaptogens? Am I saying that right? Yep. So I didn't even know what that was or what it does. So then I found this new drink for me by, and it's a water and it has like no, like a little bit of sugar. It has all these healthy things. So I thought I'm going to, at each tasting, I purchased this and had some other stuff. So I took the buy and I added, and I don't know whether Yvonne wants to try it or not. Mm. It's just, it's I calming. Want to, I don't want to put lipstick on the glass. Oh, I don't care. So I'm you, just going to pour a little bit on in here. And this, as you could see, we really liked it because th this one's empty. Hello. <laughs> and um, this was called Arise. And this had a guave flower, lemon, verbena. Oh, they're different. They're different. This has black barwalk, I don't know, infused with adaptogens, non-alcohol mm. spirit. So I'm going to have a sip. And yes. this, this have if a you sip want. and tell us. So, um. I had okay, more of so the here's the deal. It is it is a wise move on your part to have something uh, for people to drink that, and that for whatever it. reason. I just felt like we're walking into a, in the tasting room. So here you have 15 of us and all the wine is set out. And then you have four of us who aren't drinking like, um, okay, I'm just going to sit here. So normally what we do in those circumstances, we've been drinking ginger ale or tonic water or somebody's sparkling water because, but this gives you an option to have something that's it just flavored. Looked, it's flavored. And yeah. I just thought, and I had, I bought three other different versions of different beverages. Um, and when they walked in, they had, they already had their wine glass there. And I, so after they described the wine, I said, okay, gals, well, we're going to try this and, you know, let me know what you think. So each, we had three stops and I had three different kinds of um, options at each stop. And I wanted them, I wanted them to know that we cared about them. So I think they were really pleased that they had an option to pick from. I think it's good to have an option. And, and, you know, I'm saying this, I'm embarrassed that I'm saying this because my husband is a sommelier. So yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't really know about this yet, but there has to be uh, products within the wine family. I agree. Designed for people who are diabetic or recovering from surgery or or have um, addiction issues and I they're agree. not supposed to drink. And the other thing I think we could do with these non-alcoholic drinks is we could travel mm. with our own, like, you know, for me, it would mm. be what I call a champus glass, a champagne glass. I have a red Baccarat crystal glass someone gave me for a gift. And I just travel with my own glass and just pour whichever you want to pour in the glass. I agree. So it's it's the glassware as well that makes the experience. And even like in the end, of, like yeah. when you're having a really crazy day, yeah. And you know, you're used everybody likes a little happy hour, have a glass of wine. I'm just drinking this and I have different flavors I can mix with it. So I'm just saying, I want to thank um, Aplos for um, sending me these, which was, they gifted them to me and I took them for the weekend and it really, really helped me enjoy a full wine weekend <laughs> with 15 people from Friday to Monday. And I was just fine. So I appreciate all of you out there that have an eating, you know, where you have to watch what you eat. I um, give you so much credit and kudos because it's tough. Well, it could be for medical reasons, physical reasons, spiritual reasons. Yeah. I mean, I have people in the faith 
particularly pastors and their wives, they don't drink because they gave a vow not to drink. Yeah, so but they it, always say to me, Yvonne, if you want a glass of wine, go ahead and have it. You didn't you didn't make the vow we made. Yeah. I mean, it's not a Christian vow not to drink. It's a pastoral vow right. not to drink. So uh, people don't drink for a lot of reasons. Um, medication that you're on that tells right. you not to. Well, we're going to say um, cheers before mm-hmm. we go to break. Well, let's so cheers let's before we go Let's do a friendship cheers. We come back. We're going to, you know, find out what this one time good. is all about. We'll be right back. It's Devin Yvonne. Now more than ever, family matters, and Surratt Law Practice has your family in mind. Kimberly Surratt and her team have been helping maintain healthy families through their holistic approach to adoption and surrogacy, child custody, estate planning, and more for over 13 years. Your family law concerns are in caring hands with Surratt Law. Schedule your private consultation with a compassionate Surratt Law Practice team member today by calling 775-636-8200 or visiting LawyersForFamilies.com. Surratt Law, where family matters. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. She's out on the road and all over the web with a big smiling heart. It's about town, Deb. My town, your town, or any town, this is About Town Deb presents City Talk. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. My sassy soul sister, Yvonne Murphy. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. You know I love you, girl. I know. I'm so excited. I haven't seen her, gosh, you know, too long. Yeah. Um, Feels like six weeks, give or take. Six weeks, because I've been doing this recovery thing. And so Yvonne, you know, every now and then she gets this little bee in her bonnet. Mm, Bee in the bonnet, yeah. And she's like... We're going to talk about this. And, rah, rah, rah. and I'm like, okay. So when she said, hmm. she goes, okay, I'm just going to like read her text. So, you know, out there, we are keeping yes, this yes. real. This read is actually, I copied and pasted this. <laughs> she goes, I, I sent her from Yvonne. Once upon a time is my new podcast subject. This is where I'll give 1000% of my view in life. Then she goes, first subject, um, the Britain, the Royal coronation yeah and yeah. i'm like okay let's see what she's going to talk about but mm-hmm. it is about your story we do all have a story we do so we want you to sit back and have a listen because yvonne's going to be sharing her thoughts well so here when we, we were children oh, was sponsors. Like, oh, oh sponsors hello basin surat law and we are in sparks nevada at the musicians rehearsal center okay, okay. all you know we love the sponsors yeah. so thank you so much oh, you're so kidding. you know when we were kids i kind of recall that magical time in the evening after your bath and your grandmother mm-hmm. your or your mom or dad or whoever it was, babysitter, you you got this bedtime story. Um, and it always started yeah. out, and you know, this is old school, once upon, upon a, a time. time. So I'm sitting at work the other day and <laughs> my coworkers and I were just talking about news and the royal coronation was the subject matter. And I just kind of lost it. But I wanted you lost to- lost it? Well, mm. yeah, you know, it's just edgy because first of all, um, I don't appreciate- I won't say his name, that person changing the instruction that his deceased mother left in place. The mother, sweet Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth, God rest her soul, had given his wife a title, but Charles decided that he wanted to change that title. And so instead of being queen consort, she's now just going to be the queen. I'm sorry. Hello, people. So let me tell y'all a story. Tell me a story. (laughs) Once upon a time, there was a beautiful, kind, 
blue-eyed blonde princess. Ooh. We loved her. Her name was Diana. <laughs> and there was also a deceitful, Ooh. mean man and his mistress. Hmm, we're not calling their names. The prince and his mistress hurt the princess. And we know that's true because the princess gave an interview where she said, but you people don't understand what's going on. There are three people in my marriage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, we now know that was true. <laughs> and sadly, years later, the princess died in a horrible car crash in my favorite city in the world. I hate it that it happened there in Paris. Mm. So I was thinking about this whole royal coronation thing, and it's not my intention to offend anyone. And let me tell you, my husband is connected to the whole UK thing because he was born and raised in New Zealand. And their parliament is um, all about the the monarchy. But um, at the end of the day, I think it is in poor taste to have all this pageantry, all this drama. They're pulling out crowns that they haven't wore since the 1800s and guild coached um, transportation, six tons of gold. I'm sorry, 40 percent. of Oh, I did some research. 40 percent <laughs> of the people in the UK don't even want the monarch. They think the wow. whole thing is just enough is enough. That day has passed. 40% of the people, that's almost half. The other thing I think that's interesting is you have a, a huge, huge number, like 38.2% of the people are living in some level of poverty. Well, so I don't think we need to be flashing all the gold and the diamonds and riding down the street. And I'm not saying he shouldn't be the king and he can make his wife whatever he wants to make her. At the end of the day, they can go to the fancy church, Westminster Abbey. They can put the little thing on his shoulder and give him his little diamond ball to hold <laughs> and he can wear his cloak. Okay, I'm happy for you. But we don't need to make that national television or worldwide television. I just think it's in poor taste. And the reason I think it's in poor taste is I was thinking about a song that I grew up with. And in 1970, which my goodness, that was 50 years ago, wow. the Temptations sang a song called Ball of Confusion. And I just want to give you quickly let's, some let, of the no, lyrics. Don't be, let, let's join this. So the, okay. these are the actual lyrics. Air pollution, revolution, gun control, sound of soul. Shooting rockets to the moon, wow. kids growing up too soon, and politicians say more taxes will solve everything, and the band played on. Eve of destruction, tax deduction, city inspectors, bill collectors, mod clothes in demand, population out of hand. Wow. Suicide, too many bills, hippies moving to the hills, people all over the world are shouting in the war. And the band played on. Wow. I'm sorry, people. Is that I not what's happening right I now? I have like goosebumps. Is that crazy? That is so that 50 years ago, a bunch of guys in my home city of Detroit singing. are singing a song. And I'm looking at the world now going, nothing's changed. What is happening? It's out of control. So I just, I just feel very passionate that when I think about homelessness, when I think about plastics in the ocean, single mothers trying to raise children, all the shootings that we're having. And you know, as an African-American, of course I'm upset about the little boy that was shot, but the next day a beautiful blonde woman in New York, blonde blue-eyed woman pulled into the wrong driveway or oh, down the I wrong heard, road oh. and she died. The man shot and killed her. I'm sorry, we're living in a world that's completely out of control. And I just think we need to pause and consider and I would like to think we've made progress but I'm kind of feeling like we haven't because all these there's scandals everywhere. And I just think, you know, as a nation, as a people, as a community, 
it'd be really a good idea if we asked ourselves, what am I doing to make this world a better place? And for some of us, we're environmentalists. And for some people, we volunteer time. And for some people, we donate. But whatever it is we do, I just think we should be mindful of the fact that a song we sung 50 years ago is still relevant today. And that just kind of has me worked up a bit. Now, that's just one side of the coin. I mean, you know, is a glass half empty or is a glass half full? For me, the glass is always half full. And there's a lot of beautiful things we can celebrate, but we don't really talk a lot about the good things to celebrate. So well, I here, think we need to find those. Well, here's a quote. Go, and this, Give me is, a quote. this is from Abraham Lincoln. Oh. So you think how far back Hello. that goes, okay? The quote is, and in the end, it's not the years in your life that count. It's the life in your years. Wow. So when you read all these things, like, when, you know, when you're saying air pollution, revolution, gun control, sounds of soul, you know, tax deductions, city inspectors, you know, all of that stuff, it's just, it just freaks me out to think that it's still happening. It is. But if you can take I mean, how are we living our life day yep. to day? How are we living through all that craziness? And that is where it starts with us. It so if us. I make a difference for me and my household with my friends, with the people I work with, the people I worship with, if I make a difference and my household has some sort of impact and my neighborhood makes a difference and then our community, wherever we spend our time makes a difference, our city makes a difference, our <laughs> county makes a difference, our state, then it blooms out and it becomes a worldwide and healing. So we want you listening to think about that. Think about what are you doing in your household? And then this other one was the only way to live life is to the fullest. And sometimes it's really hard because it's saying life can be tough. It We're is. the first one to say, yeah. I'm saying I had a tough six weeks. Yeah. Yes. And it ha we have challenges and we can't, we need to go through those challenges. But every now and then life gives us breaks. We got to strike a balance. We have to everything I that. said is true, but then. You know, we've got wildflowers blooming in California oh, I as was, a result of all that rain. Yeah, but I, I was there. I haven't it's, seen California so green. This is amazing. And in so long. It's, it's almost scary. It's, it's so beautiful. Now it's going to happen, though, when it all, boom, the heat comes out and, and it dries it up. As I was driving here, I got to drive past a little street where I got to peek over and see the Truckee River. Oh. It, I saw motion that I hadn't, I had to do a double take like, wow, that's our river. So, there's a lot to be excited for and there's a lot to look forward to. But I, I just think we need to be mindful of people. We got to do better in order to be better. We got to do better and we all got to own it. And all those things are rattled off. I'll take responsibility for however I contribute to the madness. But, well, you know, you can't heal do. what you want to acknowledge. You right. just you just can't. Yeah, very so, true. Well, that's so what we're saying. Tell it truth. says um, it says we can believe you. We believe you. We believe you deserve it, but you have to believe it. You do. So believe to the greatest extent. We, I mean, all, everybody will say, hey, Deb, that was great. Or, you know, yeah. keep doing that. And I'm like, well, if I don't believe it was good, then I'm not going to feel it. But yeah. if somebody else is saying, that's a really good thing you did. Oh my gosh, we're so thankful. We're so grateful. I should sit back and go, wow. Oh, wow. I, I should continue to do that. Yeah. It was a good thing. And I just feel like we yeah. all need somebody in our corner to notice when you're out there doing something good. It, it helps. It just, it gives you it that little help. incentive. And 
at the wine at our weekend, our About Town Deb Adventure weekend, I was sitting um, like on the edge of the bar as everybody was cooking and laughing. And I just sat there with my little Eplos. And I'm like, oh, look at everybody. I mean, the chef was chopping. It's a Kodak moment. It was a Kodak moment. And I took a little video. At some point, I'll have it mm. all done. But it was so nice to see so many people of so many generations sharing their story, laughing about their stories, sharing their failures, sharing their joys. And Joe Dutra with Kimmy Candy um, and Shannon, they were there. And Shannon, uh, Joe said... Every morning I wake up and I'm like, you know what? I'm very grateful. And I feel 30 years old today and I'm going to act 30. Okay, at some point with age, you just got to start going backwards. <laughs> no, but he has, so he just said, you know what? When you wake up, you feel good, you believe it, and you go make a difference. So we're going to go to break. Speaking of that, we come back. We're going to continue our conversation. Yvonne Murphy, my sassy soul sister. I'm here for you. About Town Deb. We'll Hello. be right back. Bye. <laughs> You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash angel phoenix productions. You know that's what she said. Come on, let's have some fun with the Bowtown Deb. My town, your town, or any town, this is About Town Deb presents City Talk. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. My sister sister is here in the house. So we we pride ourselves in being real. Yes. And like I said, I I read to her text. And then I'm thinking, okay, that's where she's going. Where am I going to take it on my part of it to blend in? Hmm. And literally this morning is when I did all this research. And it reminded me of Joe Dutra when he said Hmm. that. So I looked and I'm like, well, wait a minute. I just realized I had wrote this down to talk about how, now I want you guys to listen to, okay? This is for you as much as it is for Yvonne. It's your homework assignment. This is your homework assignment. How old would you be if you didn't know how old you were? 42. Whoa, you already had it. 42. You know what? I like the 40s. I, I'm going to say 52 because I started over at 50. Yeah, I think in the 40s and 50s is when you're still young enough to be young and old enough to know better. Hmm. Yeah, because you're not making silly mistakes at 42. You've gotten through the 20s. You've gotten through the 30s. You got some experience under your belt. You're not quite 50 yet. So you still got some fire in your tank. Still a little boom, boom going on. I think I'd be 42. Hmm. So and good. I think I am 42 in my mind. Like well, I actually pulled my birth certificate out once thinking. And say how old am uh, I? No, no. It's no. kind of like I... Well, it was when they sent me the ARP card. And I go, why oh. did they, why, <laughs> they mail that to me? I was insulted. And then a couple of years later, I got a Medicare card and I called this woman at the 800 number and gave her a piece what? of my mind. I'm excited. To I turn did. 65. I, I want the I insurance. gave her some mind and I went off on it and I said, oh no, this is a mistake and blah, 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 <laughs> what blah. What did she say? And she said, is this Yvonne? And I said, it is. And she goes, and is this your birth date? And I said, it is. And is this your associate? And she says, well, ma'am, the reason you got the card is because you're on Medicare. What? Child, have you seen me? Hello? <laughs> uh, all this fabulosity could not be on Medicare, right? And she says, so who's your insurance with now? And I told her, and she said, how much is that costing you? I said, well, $1,400 a month. She says, well, 
I good news a- for you. <laughs> you no longer have to pay that. And I had did an attitude did, adjustment. Did you adjust your I attitude? Did, you I did. better have. I'm like, ooh, child, I could see some new Louis Vuitton perfume. <laughs> I could see a new bag in the closet. Okay, I can see things well, happening. Well, that's why I'm but, kind yeah. of looking. So I'm looking forward to getting the perks and yeah. the knowledge of perks. becoming that age. But at the same time, I agree. Mm. I mean, when I look in the mirror, well, not even sometimes I wake up and think, what the hell happened? But there's other times, like at this weekend, when we had such a range of ages, I was looking around saying, wow, we are all totally the well, same. Well, and it's We're relative. Equal. Age is relative. Like you, you I can, have a hard you can, time you can be 29 and act like you're 90. You have an old soul. Some yeah, and you can be 84 and, and, and act like you're 30. So I, I do think it's all relative. Yeah. And I do think age is just a number. And um, speaking of age, I was sad to hear this morning that uh, someone I grew up with, Harry Belafonte, is no oh. longer with us. But he lived to be 96. How sad can you be about no, that? No, I mean, he had a full life. Good. No, it's, it's, it's a number. It's just a number. So with all all of those numbers um who do you who and what do you who do you connect the most with what do you have a certain like mm. i mean i know like amber is in her 20s and I, she has an old soul and then you know we were with barb this weekend she was in her 80s and i just adored her so i kind of feel like i don't look at an age i connect with the soul the person. Yeah, I, I think Audio. so. And and I and I think it's good for all of us to have a mixture. I think when you're younger, you should have some older people in your life. There's wisdom there. I agree. And also think as you're aging so that you can stay relevant, especially where technology is concerned, because it's very common in my office for me to scream. <laughs> I don't know how to get it off the G drive and cut and paste it and put it wherever you want me to. No. Mm. So I'm screaming <laughs> for help often. I think you need young people in your life, uh, especially if you got an iPhone or a computer at your house or, but just to be relevant to what they're into. I try to keep up with younger music. I listen to things that you wouldn't think I listen to. I listen to Katy Perry. I listen to younger people and try to understand. And because I think it keeps you young and fresh and relevant. And, you know, that is important. What I just said, because I had breakfast the other morning with a gentleman in his eighties. And I realized when him and his wife, and I realized when we were done with the breakfast, he's stuck in a quantum time loop. Well, what, what, oh, what so, do you, mean? What do you so, explain that? So it's, it's, it's kind of like he, he's talking about the world from his perspective, from his day, from his generation. He's not moving, marching to the tune of today. So he's talking about all the papers that he's published and all the things that he has done. And I don't want to be that person as I'm aging. I don't want to be totally stuck in the way it was back in the day Back in the day is gone and there's some wisdom there, but we're in today. So I, I do think it's a balance to to do exactly what you did. Have a fabulous weekend with people as young as 20 and as old as 80. I think that's smart, actually. I, to- I totally agree with that. It's a good that. use of time. I, I used to love having, that's why I love my dad hanging out with all of us. People loved having him around because he's had stories from the past, but he saw the future. Yeah. He knew that we were the future and yeah. that he hoped that I would keep moving forward and yes. always go forward. And then another, I'm just going to ask you this other Tell question me. because, you know, we have to go forward. We have to take risks and we have to do that. So what do you think is worse? And I want you out there listening, failing or never trying. I know it's a pretty question we mm, get asked. Never failing trying. or never trying. Never trying. Is there, is there something you've always wanted to do and you thought you might fail, but then you tried? And you did it. I think I have a lifetime 
list of that sort of thing. But I think the real tragedy is not to try. To fail is just a means of measure that you didn't accomplish your goal. But at least you took the steps necessary to know. I think when you don't try, then you just never know. And I don't want to live in the space of not knowing. So I would rather attempt to do something and and fail at it than to, you know, get to a place in life where you've got regrets of all the things you never tried. You got to try things and everything's not for everybody. You're not going to be good at everything. Some people cook well. Some people can swim. Some people Mm -hmm. can hike. Some people are athletes. Everybody can do something, but none of us can do everything. So I don't see it as a failure. If I attempt to do something and it doesn't work out the way I think it should, I just go, okay, well, that's interesting. Can I modify whatever it is and maybe come at it from another direction, another angle? Is there a way around it? But I think not to try, then you just... You're living in that space of, I wonder if I could have done such and such. Just do it. Well, speaking of that, which worries you more out there? Which worries you more? Doing things right or doing the right things? Whoa. Doing the right thing. Doing the right thing. Yeah. Yes. Because I know I, I tend to, I can turn things around. I could say the word wrong. I could put something back the wrong way. But if I know it's the right thing to do, it's okay if it's not perfect, but it's the right thing to do. And I feel like talking about the world today, I think when you think, when you make a decision or you have to make a choice. So if you're out there, well, you're out there listening and you're thinking, do I do this or that? What do I do? Does your little gut say to you? You know, deep down inside, I think we all, I I had a, a situation recently where I could have, it was a mean girl situation, a professional. <laughs> um, I call it, um, it's like I was dealing with some corporate bullies, organizational bullies, mm-hmm. just people who were creating chaos. And I could have responded in that negative tone, but I chose to take the high road and do the right thing. And the right thing was to be classy, to be peaceful, to be kind, and not just plug into drama for drama's sake. And so I made the choice to do the right thing. The right thing is to always take the high road. I agree. So we want you to take the high road. Take the high road. Even though it's sometimes hard, guys. Challenging. It is challenging. And I know sometimes you're like, oh, do I really have to do that? Sleep better at night. But you do sleep better at night. And the seeds you plant are the life you're going to live. So if you want to plant seeds of discourse and you want to plug into the dark and the negative and all that, that, then you're creating conflict in your own future life. So just do the right thing and be kind and be good and... Let it all work itself out. Okay. We're going to take this one more step further. Okay. Take me. <laughs> so one we're step always further. making, as we said, choices, right? Choices. We have to make a choice. Are you choosing to live your story or somebody else's story for you? I'm definitely living my story. I know you are. I, and, and that started as a teenager. I was very clear somewhere around 14, you what my life was going to be. And I wow. declared it over the dinner table and almost caused my grandmother to have a heart attack well, when what, I said. What, do you remember? I do remember what, what was I said. It? So let me do this in ice cream flavor. Okay. So I considered um, myself to be chocolate or butter pecan. And uh, <laughs> I said to my grandmother that I was going to marry a vanilla man. <laughs> what, what, what? A little bit of a rebel. What, what? <laughs> a little bit of a rebel. And, um, and, and that could be the French in me because part of my ancestry is French and, you know, we're revolutionaries. But um, yeah, I, I was very clear that I was going to live the life I was going to live, that I was not going to 
marry some auto worker. Not that I have anything against auto workers. I, I got family that works that. in the auto plant, but I didn't want to limit myself to being a Blue Cross Blue Shield secretary, which at that time, that was the pinnacle for what women could do. You could be a nurse or you could be a secretary. I didn't mm. want to limit myself to that. I said I was going to be the boss lady of the company and I was going to marry a vanilla gentleman and I was going to live in a fabulous house and have a fabulous life. And guess what? Hello. Yeah, baby. <laughs> but see, that's what, what is so important. Yeah. It's you got to be your life. This but, is my journey. But I think you you were blessed to be at that young age and know mm. at that age, I had no idea who I was. I didn't even, like I say, I turned 50 and I'm like, what music do I like? I'm liking everything because everybody else wants me to like it. But you can so like really, all of it. I can like all of it. But I didn't know I could. I thought I had to follow these rules and I no. do what everybody wanted. The rules are you can like all of it. Um, so we're going to take our final break. Yes. And then we're going to come back. And Grandma B and Ellie, I love you. My mom is feeling better. I had said Good. she had spent some time in the hospital. And thank you. Thank you, um, Ellie and all the doctors, everybody for helping her. We still have a process to go. So I'll be going to Palm Desert in L.A. a little bit more because that's what you do for family. That's what you do so for family. So we are going to take our final break and be right back we'll be back now more than ever family matters and surratt law practice has your family in mind Kimberly Surratt and her team have been helping maintain healthy families through their holistic approach to adoption and surrogacy, child custody, estate planning, and more for over 13 years. Your family law concerns are in caring hands with Surratt Law. Schedule your private consultation with a compassionate Surratt Law practice team member today by calling 775-636-8200 or visiting lawyersforfamilies.com. Surratt Law, where family matters. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. Ready to help from her toes to her head. Just give her a shout. Call about town, Deb. My town, your town, or any town. This is About Town Deb presents City Talk. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome hey, back. We're Sassy back. Soul Sister, Yvonne and Deb, we are... In the house. In the house. And we're, you know, we're, you know, Yvonne had a little bee in her bonnet, mm. so she shared that. And I'm feeling better. Thank you for feeling, letting me share. Thank you. We love you to share with us. You can, like, message on About Town Deb, on any of my platforms. Um, I just feel like, you know, we're talking all the stuff that frustrates us or that we... What should we do? How should we be thinking all this? And this app, I keep having to look because I keep pronouncing it wrong. Aplos, Aplos. Aplos. Um, and so this is what they have on their little brochure thing. And it makes so much sense. Our lives are so fast. With little time for reflection, we can be forgiven for confusing the art of living ambiguously with the art of living well. Aplos was conceived with the philosophy that there are these pleasures to be drawn from the simple things that surround us. Yeah. And I needed that this weekend, knowing that I was going to be having, you know, 15 people and we were coordinating and wine tasting and dinners and this and pool time and free time and, and they had a card table and pool table. I mean, it was a lot going on. But I remembered, I read that and I thought, I'm just going to go sit on the porch and I'm just going to have a little sip of this and I'm just going to let them do their thing. 
And actually one of the gals, Jill said to me on Sunday, you know, we are adults, Deb. <laughs> we, we, we can do what we want. You don't need to entertain us. And yeah. I thought, wow, this is a good group. I don't have to. So um, it's kind of like I needed to give myself permission to just sit back. So speaking of permission, permission. here we go. What permission do you need or want to move forward? I don't. You just do it. Yeah, I don't need permission. You know, I, I said to someone once, I had my 18th birthday a long time ago. Zero to 18, I need permission. At 18, I don't need permission. This is my life on my terms. And I get to choose. It's all about choices. And you get to choose who you are and what you want to do and what you don't want to do. And you, you just got to take ownership of it. So permission is appropriate when you're under 18. You got to ask your parents, can I use the car? Can I go out with dad? Can yeah. I do this, that, or the other? Once you turn 18, I'm done asking permission. It's my terms, my life, my experience. So I'm not asking permission. So out there listening, is there something that you've been wanting to do? You thought you needed permission to do it. You're over 18 or even over 21. And it's been like in your mind, like, I really have always wanted to go here. Or I've always wanted to do this job. Um, so it's like, what do you have to, if, I mean, if you have to, what do I have to lose? I mean, if you go for it, it doesn't work. Probably you're right. the biggest person you need to get permission from is yourself. Because That's once you're, hard sometimes. Yeah, yeah, once you're an adult, I mean, you How know. How do you get past work that? Work it out in your own head. I mean, you, you either do it or you don't, and you'll know the joys of it or you won't. Just we need to be easy with ourselves and we do need to relax a little bit. And I love your friend for telling you we're grown people. We can entertain ourselves. <laughs> she said It's it not nicely, your job to be the cruise ship coordinator. Right. Let these people just do what they want to do. Go for a walk or play tennis or drink wine or not drink wine, sleep or eat or not. When you're on a, when you're on a leisurely weekend, it's about relaxing and, and you just need to let people Relax however they relax. And um, I, I, I used to say that I hate going on vacations where people book an excursion every single morning. So you're literally on vacation, jumping out of bed at the crack of dawn because you got to be downstairs in the lobby with the little lady with the flag. Um, <laughs> you know, people, I don't want to come home from the vacation tired. So you, you, I have to give myself permission to relax and you have to give yourself permission to say no. And when somebody says, I think it's a good idea we get up at 735 and go to the blah, blah, blah. Well, no. You, you go if you need to go, but I'm not going because the whole idea of going on vacation is to relax. But we don't, re we don't relax in real life. Why would we spend money for airfare <laughs> or a cruise ship and spend thousands of dollars and not relax? That was the point of this weekend. Yeah. I, we, we restructured it a little bit before we would get up and we'd like have this breakfast that was there. And this, and one of our guests said, can we just wake up when we want? And I well, said, of that? course you can. I, it, Cause you think about it in real life. We don't get to do that. I have to get up at six o'clock. I have to go yes. to work at a certain time. So you're forced out of bed, whether you're rested or not. The whole idea of being on a weekend getaway or vacation can I just sleep until I naturally wake and up? We did that. We told it's them lovely. that we would have, you know, we would be sure to get up, at least get the coffee pot started. And we, George and I had bought all the goodies and the fruit. So the first night 
morning, we got up really early and we put everything out. Then the second night they said, you don't have to do that. You don't that. have to do that. I'm like, okay. So the second night I'm like, I still did the coffee because I needed coffee. Yeah. But it's fine. it was really cool because everybody just got up. One And the couples got up separately. They'd get up, they'd have tea or coffee. You'd see them sitting out on the deck. Mm. And then you and Joe Dutra would get up and take a walk in the morning. It was so nice. And they all said, this was one of our best trips because Sunday was free day and we didn't, and we, everybody was up on their own schedule and everybody left when they wanted to leave. It was just, it, it was wonderful. So my husband likes to get up really early and he's very athletic and he likes to get up to jog and he likes to get up to swim laps. And so, oh. and in his life, he does that. But I've decided that Saturdays <laughs> are now called cool jazz Saturday mornings. Ooh, I like that. And what that means is, is we sleep until we naturally wake up Okay. So we're not going to be swimming and hiking and, and you know, <laughs> Mount Kilimanjaro and all this high drama that needs to happen. No, no. We're going to sleep until we naturally wake up. We're going to have a leisurely stroll into the kitchen. I he like has espresso. That. I have regular coffee. We're going to just have a leisurely way of breaking into the day and not be committed to anything before 12 noon. And, you know, I don't mind a little Bailey's in my coffee on Saturday. And you got the cool jazz in the background. And I you just like kind of ease into the weekend because this madness of just jumping out of bed like it's on fire. Like, I got I to gotta get up and we got to go. We got to do. We got to be. No, no, no. It's two letters that covers a lot of territory, the N and the O. No. I like that. So if you practice that at home, when you go on vacation or you're hanging out with your friends, you can get up and make coffee for everybody, but they can get up and make their own breakfast. They know how to put fruit in a bowl. It was really They know how cool. to eat cereal and they know how yeah. to make an egg. So, And I, I can say this was just the perfect um, getaway and the, the house was so amazing. So guys, if you need any choice, any picks of where you want to stay, contact Deb. I need to contact go Contact me. It's seriously 6,000 square feet, different bedrooms, different levels, the game room. Um, it was just, and then the pool is up, up, up high with a jacuzzi. And it was just, I just wanted to say, and our hosts were so gracious. They did have their, their, um, the daughter and her husband, little baby lived on site. Wow. So you knew that if you had a problem, they would be there. Fantastic. And I will be going back and I will be inviting more people to go back and we will be doing it as a staycation where if you're going to if you're going to spend a little extra money to have a beautiful home i wanted people to enjoy the home right but, people, but people enjoy homes in their own way right, some people need to <laughs> browse about and look and admire some people are discontent to have a clean bedroom and a nice oh, bath you know and what? go outside i mean everybody explores property we different. had a private concert wow because who was there, there well there was a piano and I'm like, who plays the piano? And they go, wait a minute, it plays itself. Oh. So the guys were playing cards or something in the kitchen. And there was like four of us or five of us girls sitting in this beautiful front room. And they played the, put the piano player on. And we were all just sitting like this. We were clapping. Oh, how lovely. <laughs> it was, we had, it was like, it was beautiful. Very good. So we had that. And we also had, um, um, Crystal Basin came on Sunday night and did, um, a wine dinner and um, Marcolini's from Reno catered, which is kind of cool. They catered our Italian dinner. Nice. He made it Thursday, froze it, and our chef put it in the oven and he made a salad. Oh, it sounds like lasagna, bread. something. It was lasagna. Mm -hmm. It was, and we had, um, we had this spicy Sicilian something and we had um, Al um, Alfredo with chicken because we wanted, some of us couldn't have red sauce. 
honestly, it was so good. And we did that on purpose. That was, I wanted to, I wanted nobody to have to cook on Sunday night. That was, you know, we all cooked on Saturday. Sunday was, we had it pre-cooked. So think about it. You were taking a trip. It's okay to get something frozen and catered. Well, and nobody has to prep. It sounds lovely. It, it sounds like you lovely. had a wonderful time. I did. Um, we're getting towards the end. So I am going to do one more quote. And then do I want you to maybe share something you want to share of interest because you're very good and wise. Mm -hmm. Okay, here we go. This one is, your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Steve true. Jobs. And then one more. I have found that if you love life, life will love you back. It will. Um, Arthur Robinstein. So the only thing I want to say, I don't know if this is sharing, but I do believe that the most valuable commodity we all have, I don't care who you are, what your station is in life or your circumstances, the most valuable commodity you have is time. It's not your job. It's not where you live. It's not what you drive. Time is valuable. So we should honor it use it wisely, not take it for granted. And so that's important. A quick update yes. on what's been happening yes. in my life. Yes. I finally got around to, I've been talking about this for about 29,000 yeah. podcasts. I finally got around to some massive cleaning this past weekend. And I have one of those vacuum cleaners where you can see what's going into the cup. Oh, ooh, ooh. Where does all this dust come from? <laughs> we definitely live in the desert, but I've been cleaning and um, I, I took the two China cabinets apart. I've got window washing people coming, professional shredding companies coming. I'm giving away things like nobody's business. And it feels good to shed. It feels yes. good to share. It feels good to clean. So shed spring cleaning is good. Shed and share. Hashtag. And the other thing I figured out, and we're down to just a few seconds, is I love that 50 lane bowling alley at GSR. Oh, I if you haven't go. been over there lately, go over go. there. So that's something you could do if you're coming to Reno or you live in Reno. Check out that. It's fabulous. But the main thing we want to tell you is that we love you. We're we love here. You. Together we're one heart. Yep. And please remember we like the glasses half full so if you have a glass isn't that right did i say it's it half right? full it's half full so remember be kind be generous cheers. and cheers to another amazing week ahead bye bye this podcast was a production of angel phoenix productions Explore more episodes of this show or other great shows on the Angel Phoenix Podcast Network by visiting angelphoenix.com. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of Angel Phoenix Productions or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners.